0: Welcome back to the Us in Paris podcast, the podcast about all things travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or general tomfoolery. So as always, let me introduce my co-hosts. First up, it's Kristen the Awesome.
1: Oh, hello. I haven't had that (laughs) moniker before.
0: Very nice. And and Emily the Amazing. Oh,
2: wow. Thank you. Hello.
0: (laughs) So... Recently, uh, we did a thing here called Battle of the Best. Um, that was a couple of weeks ago where we compared two cities that one may consider similar and trying to help you choose if you had to choose two cities, which one to go to first. Um, and we compared Vancouver and Toronto. So we had never done a full episode on Vancouver. And we, we remedied that. Yeah, um, yeah. But now we had to do a full episode in Toronto. Right. <laughs> so... Um, and so today we're going to tell you a little bit why in depth why Toronto won the match. So get a little closer to the campfire. We got a tale to tell about Toronto, Canada and why it's the international destination close to home that you should consider. Meet us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, We've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing.
2: A little history lesson first. Um, Toronto is the capital of Ontario, the Ontario that is in Canada, obviously. Um, It is the biggest city in Canada, and it ranks fourth in North America I don't know why i pronounce it, fourth in north america behind mexico city los angeles and new york city huh. it, it's, so it's even bigger weather, than chicago I, yeah it's bigger yeah. than a few other larger cities in the u.s yeah interestingly uh, so it's weather ranges from balmy summers to freezing winters and it's one of the most amazing places to visit in north america
1: for thousands of years, Canada's First Nation, the Iroquois, lived on the site of the city in Toronto. The first Europeans to reach the area was a Frenchman named Étienne Poul in 1615, and in about 100 years later, a Fort Rouille, a French trading post was built. Quite quickly, control of Canada passed to Britain after the Seven Years' War from 1756 to 1763. Um, A town was established on the site in 1793 and named the town York in honor of the Duke of York, and he made it the capital of Upper Canada. During the War of 1812, the town suffered heavy damage by American troops, which created a certain U.S. animosity for Canadians at the time. And in 1834, York was renamed Toronto.
0: So, continuing the history lesson today, Toronto is an exciting metropolis. It's known to be one of the most multicultural cities in the world. The city's three largest industries are financial services, real estate, wholesale, and retail trade. Um, It's home to a dynamic mix of tourists from museums, galleries, and uh, the world-famous CN Tower, um, which I think they say is the one of the top seven modern marvels of the world. Um, The Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the other six are off the top of my head. I can't think (laughs) of them. (laughs) And, um, just a short drive away is Niagara falls. So, um, can Canadians hate it when someone says this, but it's kind of Canada's New York city. (laughs) And, um, it's in my opinion, it's New York city done right in so many ways. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about our top, um, between the three of us like top nine, top ten um sites that we love Toronto, uh love Toronto so much. But before we start, do you okay, of you know, when you think of different cities, every city has a different flavor, right? Some some of them are um very European nature, some of them are very um American. I really do think like if someone had never been to Toronto, it's pretty New York y, don't you think?
1: Oh, completely.
2: Yeah definitely
1: metropolitan they, yeah they do have like some downtown skyrise neighborhoods that make you feel like you're in manhattan and uh often a lot of um like hollywood places that don't want to pay from new york go to toronto and you often can't tell the difference
0: <laughs> Do you know what's really f- well the funny thing is you're you're absolutely right is that um lots of times they'll film in toronto but do you know what they actually have to do to make it look new- more new yorky it's oh, apparently they, they take trash and they throw oh, it my the, Oh my gosh. They no. actually will it's trash and throw it into the street and film and then they'll pack up the trash and throw it away. I thought
1: you were just going to say they add some yellow cabs to it. I thought it was going to be yellow cabs too.
0: <laughs> no. Or like the no. hot
1: dog vendors or something.
0: Apparently they, they throw trash in there. And, and the other funny thing is, I mean, this is a side, is that apparently, like, you know, every robbery scene you've ever seen. Is in uh, in a movie about New York or a TV show is always in an alley? Mm-hmm. There's really no dead end alleys in New York. There's only a handful. Those are all fabricated just for TV shows, essentially. Oh.
1: Yeah, there's, there's not like a, dead end alleys, but there yeah. are a lot of back alleys.
0: Right, but not like they always tend, the ones you see in the movies are always dead end alleys.
1: Huh. I never thought about so. that before. Okay.
0: Neither. Who wants to go to first? What's what's your favorite?
1: I did go to the CN Tower and I enjoyed it. And that's the kind of stuff I have to be dragged to. I don't care about going up buildings and seeing <laughs> sites and things like that at all.
0: You're the opposite of me. I know.
1: Yeah. But I I really enjoyed it. It is a really spectacular view. Um It's situated in a nice little neighborhood. And then it has kind of a like, if I remember right, there's like, a ring of the floor that is like a glass bottom. Um, and that does give you the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> even if you don't have a fear of heights, it is weird walking on that. Um, and it's funny, like you're there with other people and you're watching other people who can't even go near it for fear of stepping on it. And it's funny, but it was very pleasant and very high up.
0: Um, did you do that, Emily? I
2: think I did. I must have. I mean, it's like, One, it's like the it's the monument kind of of Toronto. So I feel like I must have, and I'm kind of the same with Kristen, where I don't see the need to go up, like and see observation (laughs) decks, because oftentimes I'll go up and I'm like every city looks the same from above. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, but but then again, I also do appreciate once I am up there, then I get kind of like walk around and those like maps that they have out where you can see they'll point out like what is what that. Oh, know, yeah. I like, that. like right. I, yeah. I do appreciate that because then it, I do feel like the geography of the city is more makes, sen- makes more sense to me or if there's like bodies of water around. It's cool to see that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's not that I hate going up there. It's usually like observation decks are it's like if we're out of the short list things to do and it's kind of just still open or we haven't done that yet so why not we're already in the city but it's mm-hmm. not like a priority for me my so- thing too is if you have to pay for it they're usually expensive mm-hmm. and like why am
1: I yeah. going to pay to see what every other city looks like if it's free sure I'll like take a few minutes and go up but they're never free so <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem yeah, yeah.
0: No, I, you know, I've, I'm, I'm not going to go over it again. I, I do like going high. I don't know why. I just like looking out and seeing the city. Um, but on that glass floor, I had a good friend who was a jokester, and everyone likes to lay on the glass floor yeah. and then take a picture of themselves. And my friend essentially ran towards the glass floor and jumped, and right in the middle of it, and created an impact loudly, no, and no. everyone jumped oh, off the
1: glass. My God. <laughs> yeah, that would have been terrifying. Come on.
0: And the, and it's very, very pricey. I've done it once in many only in many, many years, but they have like a revolving restaurant up there in the CN Tower. Oh, so too. if you, I don't recall the food, but it <laughs> used to be there was a lot of these things back in the day, but you sit in this restaurant, the CN Tower is circular, and the whole floor moves at like, I don't know, one mile per hour in a circle. And so you sit there and as you eat the the um city turns around you i guess i don't know how to say that better so but um the whole you can the city just you know is the whole floor turns around the whole circle and then you get to see the whole city as you're eating dinner so or lunch or breakfast or whatever
2: that is so. nice i do yeah. i do yeah. that's a fun kind of novelty thing
0: yeah yeah touristy is heck but man it's kind of fun so
2: yeah. uh, okay I will go next. Now, the places I picked, I actually haven't been there, but they looked really cool. And I, <laughs> I like like if I go there, if I go to Toronto, I would mm. go to these places. Uh, okay, so the first one is I don't know how to pronounce it, but it looks like Rouge or Rogue, R O U G E National Urban Park. Um, Rouge. Rouge. Okay, I don't. Mm. I get. Like Moulin U. Rouge, I guess. Yes, like Moulin Rouge. That makes sense. Okay. So, it means red in yes. French. Yes. Um, so it's a park. It's an urban park. And it's right... It Basically, you can camp right in Toronto. And it's hmm. this massive... Wow. Yeah. It's this massive green space. It's It's not in Toronto, downtown. Obviously, it's not in Toronto, downtown Toronto, but it's mm. about, it's, it's near enough that it's still like you're in the city, um, but it's this big green space um, that has one of the largest marshes. And it also has beaches there. And it is the city's only campground. And it has a bunch of hiking trails so you could do a day trip or obviously like a whole weekend camping trip if you wanted um there's they have guided walks they have children's programs there's fishing um, canoeing kayaking paddleboard you can bird watch there's a ton to do there and it's also one of the last remaining working farms in the greater Toronto area um what I did find interesting was that human history dating back over 10,000 years uh, is there, I guess. Wow, so like what's so, the Yeah, like I mean, it's all about like the Indigenous side's First Nation. Um, like we said, Canada really integrates their Indigenous First Nation people into the history and like culture. Um, so, in addition to obviously all the outdoor activities, you can do learn more things about the First Nation. Um, And it's very... Yeah, it's like a fun outdoor thing, but also culturally, historically educational. Um, And they're doing right now, I think they have like virtual virtual activities or like virtual, I don't know, outdoor things that you can do in this time. Obviously, you can still go there because it's outdoors, but... If you're not, if you're from California like us, you can go and watch things. Like I think they had like a monarch tagging. Um, so it's like butterfly season. So they had a oh, video so cool. where they yeah, where they like tag the monarchs and kind of like release them out. And I didn't watch it, but it sounds cool. I feel
1: like it must be so good now with like humans not being out. Like yeah, <laughs> you know so nature's perfect. returning. So. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna go with okay. So I always pride myself in talking about strange places <laughs> or or off the beaten path. How's that? Off yeah. the beaten path. So there is something called downtown the Bada Shoe Museum. Okay,
2: have you oh. ha, have you
0: heard about this place? I okay. haven't
2: heard of the museum, but in Vietnamese, like uh, we always all like you know how tennis shoes or. Or just sneakers. There's always uh-huh. like colloquially or like yeah. conversationally, you had, just have a name for just general shoes. In Vietnamese, it's always Bata shoes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? Like a? It's just it's um it's just a it's brand, a s- right? Oh, yeah.
0: So like if you're in, I don't know, Bata shoes are like the one of the largest shoe manufacturers in the whole world, and for some reason. The they're out of, they were, I don't know where they originally started, but they're based out of Switzerland, like Austria or something like that. Huh. So they're all over Europe and they're all over, I mean, they're just all over, but for some reason they've never broken into the United States market. Mm-hmm. And so if you go to Toronto, if you're shopping in any place, they have a ton of Bada okay. shoes. And the wife of Bada, I believe, needed a hobby. <laughs> or something like that, and so she started collecting shoes. And after a while, she start, um, she made her own personal collection and started a museum in Toronto. Um, in I forget when, um, I, I, I don't want I don't want to give an incorrect um, number d- date, but the thing is like something like I want to say something like forty years ago or something like that. And so they have a museum downtown, multi story building beautiful building and they have shoes from all different cultures you can see chinese shoes you can see japanese shoes you can see european shoes they have some caveman shoes you know and they have a rotating display of shoes um from all around the world and it's fascinating you have to go see this thing
2: huh is it so with the name Bada, it's just like the name of the museum, but there are uh, all shoes in the museum or I don't know how much, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. I think Bada, as I recall, Bada is the name of the family.
2: Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So
0: it's called the Bada, mu- uh, Bada shoe museum, because it's like saying the Smith Got shoe it. museum. Okay. <laughs> so it's not. So, I mean, cause some of these shoes are um, like a couple of, th- I want to say they're a couple thousand years old. So, you know, so, but they have all, and some of them are so fancy. Some of them are designers. Some of them are just like if you, it's just like a very interesting display. I mean, you've heard of clothes museums and dress and fashion museums. but right. I, This is one dedicated to shoes. Huh. So um, when I was young, I thought that was cr- crazy but now that i'm older i go this is amazing
2: so. <laughs> right
0: <laughs> so
1: all right next up um i love the west queen west neighborhood Ooh, so let's talk about that
2: tell me more <laughs>
1: um well according to uh, Vogue in 2014, it was the second coolest neighborhood in the world. Thanks to its vibrant mix of independent shops and boutiques, bars, a large concentration of art galleries, restaurants, and cafes. Um, so if I remember right, Queen, um, Queen Street or Queen Avenue or Queen Boulevard or something, is like one of the big, um, like streets in the neighborhood. So, um, it's kind of in like a on like a major area, but this whole neighborhood is just like super cute and fun and cool. And it's just kind of the place where you can just like wander and just like find cool stores to look into or places to eat. And it's just like, I don't know. just a nice little
2: neighborhood to be in, I guess. Do you know who got first in most, but whatever Vogue's, um, I don't remember what you said. No
1: (laughs) clue. Second coolest (laughs) neighborhood in the world. Do you? I don't
2: can i try to look it up yeah
0: now we have to google it i
2: know yeah. <laughs> 2014 i'm just bro. curious if it got oh, second then i wonder like what's what number one? the one yeah. yeah like what are we comparing it
1: to oh interesting Shimokitazawa, tokyo Ooh, and I don't know what neighborhood in Tokyo that is, so oh, um, I'm no help. But I can imagine somewhere in Tokyo being pretty awesome, yeah. so yeah. not going to argue with that.
2: Hey, but it got a second after Tokyo. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Just, I mean, I guess I don't know what else to say there than it's like a super cute neighborhood, and it's a nice place to walk around. And I remember being there in, like, early autumn, so it was very crisp and cool. And it's like, I don't know, it's a nice place to wander around and get breakfast and just, like,
2: kind of start the day off. Yeah, that sounds so, nice. I liked that. Okay. Um. Then I will talk about mine next. It's the Toronto Zoo, and it's right outside a Rouge Park that I t- talked about earlier. Um, but Toronto Zoo is Canada's premier zoo. Um, it's home to over 5,000 animals, and they have over 450 species. And they divide the animals... Um, into different seven zoo geographic regions. So there's is Oh my gosh, there's a lot of words. Okay, Indo-Malaya. There's Africa, the Americas, Australasia, Eurasia, Canadian domain, and the Tundra Trek. So there's a lot of ground to cover, definitely, when you're going through the zoo. You get a lot of variety in animals. Um, and animals are either indoor in their tropical pavilions or outdoors um, in the environments that are obviously part of their natural habitat. Um, unfortunately, the zoo, when I looked this up a couple of weeks ago, they were closed, but that might have well, changed in the, last, in, the, yeah. Yeah, in the last couple of weeks. Um, but they did offer like all a lot of zoos that we've talked about or seen, they do offer like virtual alternatives. Um, but in addition to the virtual alternative, they had a scenic safari from comfort of your own car. So basically, huh. they—I guess it's closed to to pedestrians, if that's what you want to say—but you can come mm-hmm. with your own car and then um, pull up their guided tour. Like I think they have it on a podcast or like through their website or something. But you can play it in the car while you drive through. I guess, like the open area parts of the zoo. So you still get to visit the animals um, if that's what you want to do. I thought that was cool that even though the zoo may be closed to humans walking around, they can still drive through it and listen to the recorded podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. like that. I will go with my next favorite thing is... Okay, so this is one of those... I don't know why Toronto breaks my rule on this, but usually I talk about, I don't care for, um, I'm not, I don't think going to other countries and shopping other than for um, souvenirs. That's what I usually purchase as souvenirs Mm -hmm. for something very specific to the culture or from the area. But Toronto is one of those cities where I break my own rule And the reason why is Toronto has some of the coolest shopping that you've ever seen. (laughs) So first of all, there's like, for example, like Bada shoes exist. There's a lot of European, um, clothing stores that haven't entered the U S market that are only, um, you can only, you can find, you can find them in Europe, but you can't find them in the Americas, Hmm. but you can find them in Toronto. Um, in addition to, um, did you guys get a chance to go on path? The path?
2: But no. <laughs> okay.
0: Maybe you did, but you just didn't know it was called this.
1: Maybe. Possibly. Okay.
0: okay. So I've been going to Toronto now for, oh my God, 35, 30, 40, 40 years. And downtown Toronto, all the, all the buildings downtown are connected with tunnels
1: a lot of canadian cities isn't
0: it yeah i think so
1: because montreal does that too
0: so yeah and and i never knew why because i always went during spring summer and fall (laughs) right and um then um probably about 20 years ago i went to toronto and uh i went doing during the winter and toronto winters are the most bitter cold winters you have ever experienced i mean just freezing um, it's one of the few times I actually had my snot freeze in my nose oh, when walking around. I mean, it's horrific. <laughs> um, but originally, there were all these pedestrian tunnels underneath the city to connect all the buildings. Um, and then, as they increasingly started putting stores along the edge, and then there would be you know this little area f- go from this building to this building, and then then this one to this building, and then from building to building, and then they connected them all eventually. Hmm. So it was like one big, long path, and it has now become a nineteen mile network of underground passages, which are all shopping
2: wow wow is and, it and, is it only is it only open in the winter or did you only go all down year there long because, oh interesting
0: all okay. year long, but I mean they're everything from key shops to movie theaters to um grocery stores to but then they'll connect up to, like, a major mall, which is Eden Center. Mm. And then all of a sudden it becomes, like, a an exclusive, rich, ritzy mall. And then you go off, and then there's all sorts of eateries down there. I mean, you can actually – you can spend days down there just <laughs> perusing all the different shops and places like that. So, mm. I – if – I mean, shopping should not be part of your – Oh no, generally I don't think of shopping as part of a trip. Right. But Toronto I make I I, I actually will make a point of going shopping in Toronto.
2: It's <laughs> like a whole experience. Yeah. Being part of it, not just the shopping, you know.
0: Yeah. And then one short story is uh, I and I think I've mentioned this before was in Toronto um I don't know if this movie theater exists um so like when I was young and I went there with my parents and my sister and um you know, it's such a safe city. And my parents are like we were like in our teens and they go they would go we would go they would go back to the hotel room. It's like, okay, go ahead, take off. And it's like, what? It's like, yeah, <laughs> don't worry. Just Hi. we were like fourteen <laughs> years old. Just go take off. And we're like, wow. You know, and my parents are very protective. So we would wander these, um these mall paths, which are not as you know, extensive as they are today. And one day we went I mean, one day we're walking around and there was this kiosk kind of building which in underground mind you we were like two stories underground and there's this kiosk that's something like 20 by 20 and we're like what is this thing and it had all these movies on it and I'm like that's an awfully small building a kiosk right Um, that went from floor to ceiling so we like okay let's go buy a ticket so we bought some tickets because we wanted to see a movie and when we went into the kiosk there was an escalator down Ooh. So now, you know, the, the tunnels are one to two uh, stories underground. Then we went down. So now we're three stories underground. Then there was that little plaza area where they have all the f- concessions and stuff. And they're like, okay, so this is cool. We're t- three stories underground. And then they're like, okay, theater four. So we went over to theater four. And then, you know, you go through the doors. And you know how when you're in a movie theater, you go into a movie theater and then you walk up the stadium into yeah. stadium seating. These were at the top of the stadium. So you had to walk down into mm. the movie theater. So at one point we must have been four stories underground watching a movie.
2: Wow. wow. How fascinating. So I
0: don't know if it still exists, but it was so cool. It's like, what in the world? And in the middle of downtown. So.
1: Wow. Must I be a good really- ambiance. No lights getting in there. <laughs> True.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't want an earthquake, but otherwise <laughs> yeah. it was fun. So.
1: It's
2: wild. They Very really cool. maximize their space.
0: Yep. Who's up well, next? Meanwhile, I can't New remember. York
2: builds up. <laughs> oh. I know New yeah. York builds up. Like all those movie theaters, takes forever to get to your theater because you're just. To be constantly... fair, they are on that
1: island. So oh, that is true.
0: it would be underwater. But, to, right? but Toronto's on the waterfront.
2: Yeah, it's oh, on the waterfront, it but it's... has got uh, more land.
0: Yeah, I think I Toronto. Guess. I mean, I think New York is on a. um I forget what kind like bed. I'm no or geologist.
1: Like so <laughs> yeah. I'll keep my mouth shut, but all right, So uh, this one is kind of weird. It's like not necessarily something I would say go out of your way to see maybe, but I really loved when I came across the Toronto city hall. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's in like the middle of a downtown area. I remember I was going out with some friends for like dinner and drinks after like a work event and we were just like walking and we happened to turn a corner. We're right in front of the city hall and it's really beautiful because it's got like a whole little like waterfront little man-made lake and these um like fountains and then they have a really big sign that says toronto with um a medicine wheel which is a symbol of the first nations there and a maple leaf and it's like lit up in different colors and it was really pretty it was a nice night and people were all out there taking pictures and walking around and it was just kind of a really cool vibe and it was a really nice like little surprise to stumble onto i really enjoyed that and it's, like, it's, right in the middle of restaurants and other things going on. So it's, like, if you're in, the, in that area, like, stop by.
0: F- for lack of better words, it's – first of all, it looks like an – there's a low building that looks like an upside-down walk.
2: <laughs> and yes. there's
0: two towers side-by-side, side, which are curved, that surround the walk.
2: Yes. And, the, huh.
0: <laughs> and then they have, like, a big waterway in front of it. And the funniest thing is uh, – we were just talking about – um Toronto's used in the set of films all the time. Mm -hmm. They filmed, um, resident evil apocalypse there.
1: Oh, they have like a
0: big firefight in like that, that courtyard (laughs) with like the bad guy. I kind of recall.
1: Did they like edit out the whole Toronto?
0: Um, I don't think it, I don't think at the time they had the Toronto. City. Okay, I might be wrong, okay. but but they had this big fight scene, and I was like watching the movies, like, hey, that's Toronto City <laughs> Hall, like this futuristic city that was in Resident Evil. So, anyways, yeah. now
2: you know it looks super futuristic. I just looked up, um, yeah, pictures. Wow, and it looks looking. really beautiful at night with all the lights and the. Ooh, um, yeah
1: the uh fountains like they'll light those up different colors and stuff too and it's just pretty and got some good wholesome vibes
2: nice yeah interesting okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna go with kind of following your uh west queen west neighborhood just like a yes. nice place to walk around is the evergreen brickworks hmm. i have like i said i've never been here but it sounds very cool i looked at pictures um I don't know if either of you have heard of it or been there. No. Okay, so it's basically, it's named one of the top geotourism destinations in the world by National Geographic in 2010. Um, so Evergreen Brickworks, it's a year-round destination. It has, it has a farmer's market that's always open. There's a skating rink, um, a children's garden. There's nature trails. Um, there's even like an art... I don't know if it's an art gallery or if there's just art installments around, but it's like a nice place to, you know, spend a morning, spend an afternoon. Um, but in addition to kind of like the shops and things they have around, they also have like workshops and it's kind of become like a community workspace. Um, so you can, I guess, rent this like a workspace or they'll open it up to small businesses to have their own stalls or like to hold little conferences or things like that and they have it is um it's also an education center so you i think they have classes there for children maybe adults to just learn about the environment how to you know lessen your carbon footprint and things like that well what's extra cool is that this is um the, the area used to be an industrial site. Um, it was a former quarry and industrial site and now it's turned and they did this whole like green project on it and it's turned not only into like a community gathering place but it's like a showcase for how the future could be in like using all these green alternatives. That's cool. really neat. Yeah. So
1: Canadian of them. I know. Green alternatives. So nice. <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. I might have to do... Okay, I'm trying to figure out what to go with. Um, I'm going to go with... Okay, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to (laughs) go with the... um, I'm going to go with the Chinatown area.
1: Yes, they have a great Chinatown. Good, thank you for talking about this.
0: Yes. So, I don't know... So, like, as far as I know... I, I okay. I've been to a lot of different Chinatowns all over the place. I would say this Chinatown ranks in the top three. Um, Ooh. I can't, I would have to think,
1: yeah, give us your top three <laughs> <sighs> San, Francisco, San Francisco, New, New York, York and Toronto. And Toronto. Oh, pretty yeah, good. <laughs> good job. Yeah.
0: I'm not sure um, how I would rank them side by like in sure. order mm-hmm. in those top three, but they would be in the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too What's interesting about the Toronto Chinatown is, you know, in other cities when you go to a Chinatown, it's a very very distinct area. When you're walking into Chinatown into Toronto, it's kind of like you ease into it. And the way what I mean by that is like you start walking down the street. And then it's like, oh, normal, normal, normal. And then you'll see one Chinese sign. And then typical, you know, more, you know, just like a typical stores, typical stores. Then you'll see two Chinese signs. And then you'll see three Chinese signs. So it's just kind of like you just kind of slowly walk into the area, into Mm -hmm. Chinatown. It it changes as opposed to usually there's in other cities, there's like an abrupt line where all of a sudden it's like everything's in English and the next part is in Chinatown. So I thought that's uniquely interesting they have lots of beautiful stores they have lots of restaurants just like any chinatown if you want to experience something asian that's not in china to kind of get a feel um and this is where you this is a really neat area there's also a second chinatown outside of the downtown area but i'm not gonna talk too much about that one The reason why I'm saying I'm going to cheat is within that area, uh, Chinatown has two major streets, which is escaping me right now, but in the four corners, there's one area that's the fashion district. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you're in Chinatown, you go one or two blocks off to the left and then all of a sudden you're in a fashion district where they sell lots of clothes or lots of small clothes manufacturers. Um, I got a couple of other jackets there back in the day, which are kind of fun. Mm. um, and then if you go in another corner, it's the um, – I think it's called the Kensington Market, oh, which is kind yeah. of a bohemian area, um, So, which is really fun. Once again, lots of shops um, – not Asian, but there are just lots of shops and things to do, stores, and lots of fun to – and I like – shop. now, this is the city I like to shop in, so I walk around to that area. And then last of all – Oh God! I should have remembered to look up the name. It's I believe it's the uh, it's the Art Gallery of Ontario, which is on the edge of it, and the Art Gallery of Ontario has the largest collection of Charles Moore sculptures, I believe. If nothing else, they have his own personal items. And if you look at Charles Moore's sculptures, these huge bronze sculptures, which are very organic in nature, and they essentially have a collection of his stuff. And you're looking at all the stuff that he had. It's like seashells or sea rocks and whatever you you might have. And you go, oh, my God, it's the same sea rock that he blew up 50 times to 100 times. So it's it's really neat to see his inspirations go to become real sculptures. And then they also have a lot of his things. Like they might not actually have the sculpture, but they actually have the mold. So they show you a little bit of the building process of the sculptures as well.
2: Ooh, so that's wow. my cheater.
0: China. That whole Chinatown area <laughs> is just, I mean, just spend a day there because between um, the Oh, and then also in between, there's a lot of international foods there as well. So I found a lot of great Chilean food, a lot of Europe, you know. So um, it's just the most incredibly diverse area between the art museum and the markets and everything. So That's go really to cool.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, Nice.
1: So, you know, I will say the very first time I went to Toronto, I was actually um, living in New York and I did a road trip with some friends and we drove up to Niagara Falls and then we drove up to Toronto. And what's really neat is that from Niagara Falls up to Toronto, all you do is drive up around the lake. So you're just driving the perimeter of the lake until you hit Toronto. And so pretty much as soon as we left niagara falls i want to say you can see this toronto skyline so tiny in the distance along the lake shore and just <laughs> it's really cool though and just as you drive you just watch it get bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger and on the bigger. side of the oh, lake man. and it was just a really cool sight it was really beautiful um way better Wait, than which flying side did you in. come from we went, which side did you come from well i was where in- were you coming from I drove from New York up to the Canadian um, Niagara Falls, and then we drove up around the Lake to Toronto. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, it was really cool. Really beautiful sight.
2: How long's the drive from New York to Niagara Falls? I couldn't even
1: remember... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: a it's couple cool. hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I slept in the a...
1: back. <laughs> <as> my friends <laughs> drove. But we could probably uh, Google
2: this. But we <laughs> yes. left from Manhattan. I know. I'm asking a lot of questions that can be No, It's
1: okay. <laughs> no, I need to Google. You'd think I'd remember. But this was 2010?
0: I thought it was That's like about four. It's roughly like four
1: hours maybe longer. off the top of my head. That's not bad at all. Let's no,
0: see. longer, I guess.
1: Driving is six and a half hours. Oh okay, yeah. I would want to sleep Except- during that too. <laughs> Man, we drove through Pennsylvania. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. So <laughs> shows what I know. I was
0: always coming from places like Ohio or Michigan. So okay, um,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: But I mean, so part of our path was the same as through Buffalo. Probably you cut through Buffalo, probably to get to Toronto. So, um, I don't but yeah. Know. <laughs>
2: Cool. So we did
0: nine. <laughs> Do we want to go on for one more round?
2: Was there any other? So any other highlights? Highlights, like yeah, highlights that we want to talk okay. about. You know, I tell you what else. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, go ahead. No,
2: I was just gonna say
1: when I was there for work like two years ago, our um, our event was in in Toronto. It was either in or like right next to the main like hockey arena. And it made me really sad I didn't get to see a hockey game. <laughs>
2: so that's all.
0: You know what I was going to say? Um, I, I'll, I'll just do a um, lightning round. Okay. Yes. Here's my lightning round um, Hockey Hall of Fame.
2: Okay. Is if that you're a hockey Toronto? person,
0: that's in downtown Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, baseball Stadium, downtown Toronto. Oh,
1: the so Blue if you Jays. want to see a
0: baseball yeah. Um, right. I think it's on the water. So it's, like, really cool. Um, What other? Castle Loma? Have you heard about this castle?
2: I think we briefly talked about it when we compared Vancouver and Toronto. But reminded me again.
0: Um, Castle Loma is, you know, it's one of those rich industrialists (laughs) built their own castle because they felt they were self-important but yes. they did leave behind a beautiful beautiful building with beautiful gardens so if you want something to like you know half a day to walk around see a, a fantastic structure and go and more importantly the the gardens are just gorgeous downtown i suggest you go visit casa Loma. um cool i uh they they have a great market um I forget what the name of the market, food market, but it was um considered the um the most the best market in the nation.
1: Ooh. Maybe I maybe of Canada. I, oh.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, no, no, in the world. In the oh. world. Okay. It's um the St. Lawrence Market, um, which is downtown, it's was voted by National Geographic in two thousand twelve the best food market in the world.
1: Nice. Wow.
0: So once again, NFL if you've league. ever been, yeah, if it's an indoor market and um, everything from little tiny food vendors all the way to fresh produce, it's just something to a uh, site to go see. Uh, isn't isn't
1: the um like the the maple leaf walk of fame in Toronto? That I don't know. I because you know how Hollywood does the stars and. Canada's as the Maple Leafs for their um, celebrities. I think that's in Toronto. That's so funny. It might be.
0: <laughs> it's got Mike Myers and Dana Carvey and...
1: Is that what it's <laughs> called? I don't know. Canada's Walk of Fame. Yes. It's 13 designated blocks worth of sidewalks in Toronto in front of Roy Thompson Hall, the Princess of Wales Theatre, and the Royal Alexandra Theatre on King Street as well as Simcoe Street. I'm sure you'd see Wayne Gretzky, Jim Perry. Yeah. So that's in Toronto as well. So Toronto really is kind of their like capital. I mean, unofficially like their cultural capital. yeah, yeah, Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah. And then I think I only have one other call out is if you have children, one of my favorite places to go as a kid. And even as an adult now, because the memories was the, um, they have something called the Ontario Science Center, mm-hmm. which is a hands-on science center where you learn about science by um, – what do you call it? My Just hands like
2: hands-on? With yeah. hands. <laughs> With yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, well,
0: hands-on <laughs> um, exhibits. Okay. So, like, if you're learning about light, they have all these prisms with lasers, and you turn the prism, and it splits them or whatever – And um, it's a really neat place to spend um, half a day to a day um, with your kids. Or even as an adult. They have something equivalent of it in um, the Exploratorium in San Francisco.
2: Oh, that sounds fun. The (laughs) Exploratorium. Okay. Yeah, so. That covers, I don't know, Toronto. It, was, it was nine, <laughs> it was nine, I think we like did 15 or something with yeah,
0: a lot of time in Toronto and it's one of my favorite cities, so it's sorry, I can
2: tell uh, okay, so thank you for tuning in and listening to us talk about our favorite Toronto places or if you're like me, then just places that I've seen that I want to go to <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you want more then check us out on our Facebook or Instagram social media pit pages where you can find photos of our adventures around the world, interesting articles, and more.
0: Last of all, before we leave, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education, which offers only the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or are looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. Once again, ce.uci.edu. And thanks again for tuning in.
2: <laughs> Bye-bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.